Welcome back to the Afternoon Snack Podcast. I am Alex Parker here with my partner in all things Meredith Root. I'm currently speaking into a microphone that is covered in cat hair. It looks like a little white ball that I'm speaking into. Um, so it's not a, as glamorous as you probably imagine it to be out <laughs> over here in our podcast room. Um, in this show, uh, we have a special guest, and it's tactic client uh, Quinn Anderson Folk. And she was a client of mine um, about... She finished up with me about seven months ago. She was a client of mine for over a year, and she's currently a client of our remote uh, fitness programmer, Tom Hoffman. So she's still a part of the tactic community um, in more more ways than one, and we wanted to bring her on the show. We wanted to for a while just to talk about her journey um, before tactic and then her journey during her time with us and then how she's doing now. And we wanted to bring her on because... She's uh, what we like to call a success story, but she's also very relatable, uh, comforting, and she tells her her story, it, her nutrition journey with a great deal of humility, humor, and honesty. We hope that you find some inspiration in her story and some comfort in um, the relatability. So a little bit about Quinn, and you'll learn a lot more once she gets going here, but she's 36 years old now. She is a full-time school teacher and is the mother of two young boys who I'm pretty sure sleep only five minutes per night. If you detect a slight Canadian accent, it's because she hails from Swift Current, Saskatchewan in Canada, which is a very small town that I don't think has much there. Never been there myself. I've been to Saskatchewan, and while it has great sunsets and long spans of prairie it's a two out of ten recommend on TripAdvisor. so please enjoy uh welcome back to the afternoon snack podcast um we have a special guest today it is uh an ex-client of mine and a current still a current client of tactic she gets personal programming from um, our coach tom hoffman um, her name's quinn and we are so excited to have her on because you guys listen to us yammer on about nutrition and health and weight loss and dieting and consistency and habits, but we understand that we're not the most relatable people. So we wanted to bring somebody on, um, a mom, a full-time working mom, um, and talk to her a little bit about her, what's her journey, her journey. Hate that word. We hate that word, but it's, it's a great word for what, what we're going to be discussing today. So welcome, Quinn. Hi. It's kind of uh, exciting to hear you and talk to you in person. Like, I've listened to the podcast. I listened to the one with your mom because I was like, oh, I'll do my homework before we um, do this. So I kind of know what to expect in kind of this style of a podcast. And yeah, so... Um, how do you want me to start with, um, I can, I guess, so we, we worked together for a year. Um, mm. we parted ways about seven months ago, although yeah. we don't really part ways cause we still text sometimes and, yes. and we're still, you know, we had a really strong relationship for that period of time and that's continued on. Um, 
and then I worked a little bit with your husband for a few months as well uh, after the new year. So I know your family quite well. Um, and then I also know your your history with kind of dieting and nutrition, um, which is yeah. somewhat extensive. And we mm-hmm. kind of have to work through a lot of your preconceived notions and some of the stuff that you grew up with. Um, so maybe you could just start there. Like where, you know, where did, I guess, dieting the is a general... Diet- <laughs> yeah, like, did that start kind of in high school? Like, what's your history way with that? Before, way before. I was eight years old, I think, seven or eight years old, probably, when I became aware of uh, my, like, physical appearance um, and feeling shame about it. Um, I was, a, at one time, a figure skater, competitive figure skater in Saskatchewan here, so smaller, whatever, and skated at a uh, extensively, I guess, and... Um, I went to like my first skating competition and my family was not a figure skating family. Like I just became like obsessed with it. And my parents were like, Oh, well, you know, let's go with this. This kid likes this. So I was, my mom bought a dress, ordered it from somewhere and it was like velour and I wore this thing and it was like back, you know, we do like an elements program cause it, I was young and do the technical stuff. I go and do this. And then this coach who had kind of, discovered me in some ways and thought I was talented and let my parents know this and had told them like, Oh, you, you need to return that dress. And it was like, because it makes Quinn look pudgy. And then I was told. that. So that like started a lot of uh, the things I became aware. And so we returned the dress. I had to get something else because it was like, Oh, it's not that flattering yet. This is like athletics but because it's an aesthetic sport, right? So it was all along. And then it was like, I went through puberty really young and I was the only one with boobs and all those things. So then I'm like trying to do a sport where that's not great to have for like the technical elements. And then also to wear a skating dress. So I was like, I'm bigger than everyone else. Why am I bigger than everyone else? And so I was really aware of that. And I knew that I went through puberty earlier. So yeah, that kind of happened. And then all along too, I was like, in school and I'm from like literally the middle of nowhere like nobody's ever heard of Fur Mountain Saskatchewan so it's like just off the U.S. border in southern Saskatchewan my parents were ranchers and so I went to a school with 100 kids K to 12 and all those kinds of things and you know have to use the same kids every year you don't get a new class you just stick with people and I was made aware of my physical appearance and the fact that you know I might have gained weight or whatever because we had that and I had, uh, so I was like well aware of being bigger or thinking I was bigger, perceiving that. And it got to the point where I was like, oh, well, I have cellulite. So I would like, we sit in the dressing room with like rolling pin our legs because I had skating tights and I would not wow. have cellulite. Like just weird stuff like that started happening and I was like middle school at that time. But the yeah. skating thing kind of fizzled out by the time I hit high school because it's like, a young sport and I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere with it past that. And I was done. So, but a lot of the stuff that was there was already in place. And, and then just, you know, sometimes people make what they think are well-meaning comments about your physical appearance as a child that might be relatives or other people. And some people, it might be like water off a duck's back. They don't notice it and they like, whatever. But me, I was like, Oh, and so that's kind of where it all started. And, but then when I quit figure skating, which was like, You know, when you go from skating hours and hours a day and doing some off-ice training and some dance and all that kind of stuff that went along with it. And then I went to, like, boarding school and ate french fries every day. And I gained, like, 40 pounds in a year. 
I think I gained 60 pounds over two years where I quit skating. And then I graduated. And so that was kind of how I, when I graduated high school, I was overweight and not happy with myself and really miserable. But then my mom, who had always been dieting or doing something throughout my childhood, like every diet book, like was in our house and I read them all. But I was like, I'm not as bad as that. But then one of my friends, I had a really, really close friend that was also in the degree program with me. And she found my food journal at my house and saw, because I had been like, this was prior to like the internet being what it is now. So I would like write down my calories and what I was eating. And she saw like what I was not eating. Like to, she's like, you have an eating disorder uh-huh. and like gave crap. Yeah. And I'm really mad at her, <laughs> but she had been through it with another friend who ended up like very severe and um, whatever. So she was like, I can't let you do this. And that's when I kind of was realizing and I was dating my husband by that point, And it was like always awkward, like going out to eat from eat meals. Cause I didn't know how to navigate like um, restaurants or how to like not or to how to fit it into my life because it was like social functions with food and all those things were becoming really hard because I was either highly restrictive with calories or carbs or whatever specifics I was at the time. And it made me have severe anxiety about those really normal things like social. And, and so I kind of grasped that it was bad Um, so I kind of white knuckled through a lot of that. And eventually in the next few years, I like did like the whole, um, naturopath thing, which I have no issues. I like naturopaths and all that, but I did like their like food allergy testing. I remember literally, I sure hope I'm allergic to lots of stuff according to this test that way was weight because I won't be because my friends that had done it were like couldn't eat wheat couldn't eat eggs couldn't eat dairy so all these high thick high you know like things that you know can like really max max out your calorie intake they were like oh I can't eat that now and I was like well if I have that then I have a reason right so I did that and of course it was like dairy wheat eggs yep all the high hitters and I was like perfect well I'm not gonna eat any of those things and then I'm like because that's kind of person I am it's like I'm going to follow it to a T. <laughs> and, um, so I did that. And I think it was like another way of controlling, but it was like a way of also being like, well, I can't get fat because I can't eat bread or I'm not eating cheese. Yeah. Right. And I think um, you see like a lot of people, uh, sorry to interrupt. A lot of people who do those food sensitivity tests, even now, um, I, I, I think that that can mask some disordered tendencies and even, very restrictive, but normalized diets and ways of eating like, um, like the vegetarian diet. Veganism is, is definitely one where you get to say, especially, especially vegans, you get to say, no, I'm doing this because of my morals and my ethics, because I don't want to eat animals and this and this. And I think that that is, it allows people to kind of mask like some eating, some disordered eating patterns because you Mm -hmm. can't, it's very difficult to argue with someone who's, who has an ethical problem with eating, animals and um so it's it's like they it's sort of a straw man to 
uh, hmm. to disordered eating. And I, I feel like food sensitivity tests can be that as well. It's like, well, you can't, oh, totally. you can't argue with that. I'm not, I can't eat it because I'm allergic or it's for my health or this or this. When, when you actually hmm. like observe the person in their tendencies, it's like, well, ma- you know, maybe that's true. I'm not going to say it's not true, but there's something else going on, but it, it makes that something else really difficult to talk about. Oh, totally. Cause you're like, you can like get it out. It's an out. Yeah. I just can't, I can't, I don't eat that. And so, you know, it makes going even to like social functions. I'd be able to be like, okay, well this hot crab dip or spinach dip, I, because it's got dairy in it. Right. And I'd be like, "Hmm." so then I just eat plain vegetables, right. With nothing else because that was fine. So that I did that for like a number of years and was very strict about it. And I did have some, like, I do have a little bit of issues with some gastrointestinal stuff and they were like, ruled everything out and they're like well that means you have ibs right (laughs) all that right and but i'm like probably a lot of it was like because i ate like weird for years yeah and restricted (laughs) like low calorie intake correlates a lot of times that can lead to like ibs type symptoms as well absolutely and so i was like a lot of that and um but with the disorder where with like you know disordered eating patterns you're like trying to uh you kind of justify it because, and then it's like fine reason. Right. And and even with the like allergy dieting that I was doing for that time, I initially, I was like, Oh, I feel so much better. But then I'd have like attacks and end up in the ER. Cause I was like not vomiting and not having the other thing. So I, I had a, I have a nurse sister and she'd be like, no, you actually have to go in. Like if it's that bad, you're doubled over in pain. Yeah. Go in and there'd be like, it wasn't my appendix. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. But I was like, the reason I'm doing this is to like lessen the symptoms and I'm actually having the same symptoms and maybe even worse. And I remember one of the doctors saying, well, it could be anxiety. Yeah. And I was mad about it, <sighs> but I was probably right. right? Yeah, because <laughs> like, you feel seen. You're like, no, yeah. yes. No, it could <laughs> be that. Oh, I'm not coping with my anxiety, anxious tendencies, which are common. People have lost people struggle with some level of anxiety, but like how you cope with it. Right. And I, yeah. So it was like kind of called out on that and then kind of threw it all out. And I did things like, I don't know if you guys ever had friends or did like yourselves ever one time, like the wild rose cleanse, but I'd use it like as a diet because you take like herbs to make you like have the runs for two weeks or whatever. And then you don't eat any, there's like more foods that you, um, can't eat then you can and it's like you can't even have vinegar like to like put on your salad so like very restrictive but I would do that you know and every so often as like a reset because I was doing like the natural health thing and trying all that and yeah it was like but eventually I kind of got sick of it all and I was working by this point I had like gone back to university gotten a second degree and um was working uh, full time and then I'd also all along had been teaching music privately and had that and then I'd often have another side job so I was just so busy and I was finally just kind of like threw in the towel with it and started eating at the restaurant that I worked at because I get a discount and yeah put on weight but I wasn't like heavy heavy but just kind of in that point and then I eventually hit the point where I was like oh I should have kids so then I got um, pregnant and um, hormone stuff and whatever. But then I kind of was like waking up hungry 
and like my first pregnancy here where my like craving and this was so weird was like salty cured meats <laughs> so like a huge sandwich and like they also like tell you not to have cured meats or whatever yeah. when you're pregnant like the risk i think it's listeria or something yeah. but i was like that was like my want what i wanted and you know and i remember my mom had told me like she really got hungry when she was pregnant and that it was like hunger pain painful if she didn't eat and that happened a bit with him and i didn't def i definitely was so aware of you know weight gain because of my history i was like really stressed out about it but then at the same time i was like i'm hungry and i need to eat and so i did and then i was somewhat of a high risk pregnancy because i have a inherited bleeding disorder so i was like not doing some of the things or my doctor saying like okay don't run anymore because i kind of off and on through the years have been a runner and he was like no no because i had some bleeding and some different things so yeah stop that it wasn't weight training or anything at that point leading up to that i wasn't going to start when i was pregnant especially with my pregnancies and being like you know potential for bleeding and different things and then i ended up uh gaining like a ton of weight with him my first and most of it actually with him was water so i lost quite a bit right off the bat got after I had him, I didn't exercise or anything. I did a little bit of Weight Watchers, but the breastfeeding protocol. And so I had more calories than most people do that do Weight Watchers. And, um, but still like not a lot. And then had found, there was a CrossFit gym where we live. And I'd been intrigued by it for years and was like, I think I'd like that, you know, like, were you, I'm in were you weight, <laughs> were you exercising and weight training through, like once you were done with figure skating, like through mm -hmm. high school and university, were you exercising during that time? And what was, yeah. like, what was that like? So I had different phases. Cause that's kind of how I roll too. I was, uh, when I quit figures, when I quit figure skating in high school, I kind of didn't, um, really do a lot. I did play rugby, which I enjoyed cause it was like intense and aggressive, which it's like rugby I, but i'm like figure skaters like compare their bruises like, yeah. like oh wow look at that look at this one i got like it's a tough sport you fall on ice um so i played rugby a little bit in high school a little bit like volleyball a little bit here and there um but wasn't a big team sport person so a lot of the school sports thing didn't appeal to me and i uh you know my parents ranch. So of course, if I was at home, like we were physical labor, like fencing and, um, pay, pay hauling things and carrying things and whatever that we just did always growing up. But I wasn't like necessarily doing a ton of sports. And then I remember my mom made me go back and do finish one test or something with figure skating. And she was like, I've paid all this money and whatever. So when I was like in grade 12, I had to go back and do something. And, and, um, but yeah, and then when I went to university, somewhere in there I started running and all the time. And then when I was up in uh, Saskatoon for my first degree, I went during the time when I got physically very sick because I wasn't eating properly and like really restricting calories, I got into like intensive like cardio and a little bit of weight training. But basically I was like, I need to burn every calorie I've in taken in through exercise so then I would like google or like early days of that because this is I'm older but it would be like Ask how Eves. many <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how many 
so I would got into loved spin class, loved spin class. I would go do a spin class and then I would like hop on the treadmill and run five to 10 K after and all on like next to no calories. Right. So you're like, I was doing a lot of that. And then, so that definitely contributed to the getting sick because I was not eating properly or taking care of my body for the amount of physical activity I had. But then I would like sometimes fall out of things and I got into like Ashtanga yoga for a while because that's like the intense yoga. And that was a trend where I had moved. Everyone was into that. And then I got into like distance running again and ran 10Ks and half marathon and stuff in my like later 20s. But didn't do a ton of weight training like just here and there. I did get, I did join a gym and they put me on a little bit of a program, but it was like not max weight or anything. Um, and I didn't stick with it cause I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I was like, I like to have like a tangible goal. Yeah. Something not just like, Oh, I'm going to go work biceps. That's not, that was, <laughs> that didn't appeal. You need right. something that's going to cause bruising. So that's how you found CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> so I like did a little bit of that, but then by the time, like I had the kids, I was not doing really anything. Like I, when I was, when I started, when I had my kids and, um, but I did go to CrossFit between them for a three months. Cause they had a thing at the gym here where it was like, Oh, you could join for three months. And it was a way cheap, a cheaper thing. And then you got to like see the nutritionist they had on the staff. So I did that and I was working so much at the time, like at the time I couldn't always make like a lot of classes, but I'd go two or three times a week and I enjoyed them, but I was like awful. (laughs) And I didn't know what to think. They're like cleans. I was like, what's a clean, right? That sounds inappropriate. Like snatch, like, but you know, like what was going on, but I enjoyed it and, you know, hated burpees and all that, but I was like, I kind of like this, but then I found out I was expecting again, and then they were like, no, you're high risk, don't be, yeah, with, you know, you bled in the first trimester with your first one, we might do that again, and so I stopped, and um, had him, and got even heavier with that one, and he was like a really wild delivery, because he was like breech, and all that, and you know, he got out, and I didn't have to have the c-section, but it was like a really intense time, and um, then after, you know, I had a two year old and a, a zero year old and I'm at home and Canada, you know, we're lucky we have the really good, like a year mat leave. And I, you know, I'm fortunate that I could enjoy my time with my kids, but at the same time, you don't have time for yourself. And yeah. I was, you know, nursing and I, all those things and wasn't, had gotten a Beachbody on demand app thing through a friend. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe I can fit this in with the kids. No, definitely. No. Not. <laughs> I also thought I would try the fix. Yep. I'm not trying to like talk bad about things, but I was like, Oh, this seems great. And I was like, this is terrible. Oh. I don't get to eat. And no wonder you lose a bunch of weight in 21 days. Cause it's terrible. And I try, you know, I don't think I lasted. And I'm somebody who like, obviously if I stuck in the first phase of Atkins for over a year, I am fairly regimented and disciplined, but I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. So I was doing that, not getting physical activity in. And I kind of remember my husband made a comment, well, maybe you, sh- you need to do something. Like you need to do something. And saying, well, in a, you know, kind of me being the person that I am, I kind of out of spite was like, fine, I'm going back to CrossFit, even though I'm so out of shape. So then I like paid for a month and 
started, went to a class and it was terrible. And then I started going at 8 p.m. after yeah. we could get the kids. I drive, we live about 15 minutes out of the city we are in, and I drive into town at 8 p.m. and do the class and die and modify everything because I couldn't do a push up. I couldn't squat to depth. They would be like, oh, let's try a squat. And they're like, oh, no. And then they'd give me a ball to squat to. And they're like, oh, no. And then I'd get a plate to yeah. add to under the ball. And then I'd get another one. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, let's do cleans. And they're like, you have no shoulder mobility. Like, everything was bad. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't. But I just kept going. And I was like, kept going. And I was like, I like this. I like feeling like I've been beat up when I'm done. And good, like. So I was going and did a few months of that. And then I hit, um, then lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like three months in maybe when that kind of happened to going back. And I was like going all the time. Like I was like getting the participation. I remember I got like the one month where I was like the one who went to the most classes. So it was like the participation medal kid. Like yeah. I'm not good at anything, but I'm showing up. Right. And <laughs> But the best, what I loved about going to CrossFit, though, was the fact that I never heard a single comment made about appearance. Like, yes, there was never a comment. Whereas when I would do spin classes in the past, it was like, ladies, we're going to get ready for the beach this summer. You're going to look so whatever. And I'd be like, I don't think I look good in a bikini no matter what I do. But okay, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, starve myself more. And yeah. I restrict a little bit more I'll be that much better right and it's all those but at CrossFit it was like never mentioned there was no like muscle definition this that or the other like, it was all like skills and getting better at stuff and it was supportive so I was like I like this I don't have to hear that I don't want to hear that I you know like I'm past my good days anyways I got stretch marks loose skin I'm overweight like I'm like really heavy at this time you know, and not the athlete I once was. I don't want to hear about that. And yeah. think, I never do did. Do you think like kids changed that for you? Like, was there a transition period after you had kids? Like, I know some people, and this didn't happen with my mom, but I think some people having kids is something like that makes you almost appreciate your body in a way. Was that anything like what you experienced or did you kind of just was CrossFit like experiencing that and experiencing that kind of support and focus kind of what sh started to shift you to like valuing performance and not and being like relieved of not hearing about your body and changing your body well I was kind of like having kids was like I don't want I have boys but I didn't want my kids to be messed up about like how and think that that was important and I was like it is like your body is important. You need to take care of it. But like comments about your appearance and your size and your looks and all that stuff. Like I don't want my boys to carry that on and like perpetuate stuff that's gone on. So I was like, I need to stop thinking that way myself because they're going to pick up on that. And then I was also just to the point where I was like, you're in your thirties. You're not in your twenties or your teens anymore. You have, stretch marks you have all the whatever you got what you got and it's okay to not be perfect like it was really hard for me as a former like recovering perfectionist about stuff like that that it's like it's okay that I have those things and everyone has stuff and that was like a big realization I think in my 30s was like everyone has something 
and I started hearing, you know, you, it's not just you. You're not the, like, one with all these deficits and problems. No, everyone's got things that they don't like. It's just what you do with your attitude about it. And it was, like, that was a part of, like, maturing. And I think having kids really did, like, probably, uh, you know, speed that process up for me. And then it was just, like, having something and then, you know, needing something for myself, too. Because you're near a mom, you're just, like, you feel kind of like the servant to these little people that you love and you <laughs> or you sacrifice, like you do anything for them. And you're just like, but at the same time, you're like, I need stuff for myself. And I'd seen, you know, so much self-sacrifice from my own, like my own mom who just gave up everything for her kids and did everything for us and was like so supportive. But then at the, you know, didn't always take care of herself the way she wanted to. And I was like, I want... I don't want to uh, neglect myself. You know, I might have to at times, but I don't want to make it like my whole life neglecting myself because I don't want to end up resentful or angry or any of those things. And then kind of always like work together with like, okay, I'm going to try. I'll go back to this CrossFit thing and give it a try this time again and see what comes of it because it is intense and it is something that you would enjoy and younger you would have loved if they would have been a thing back then right and um so I did and it was just like kind of because it was after I think too with going at like 8 p.m every night it's like I devoted my day to these people little people and I was on mat leave at the time still and it was like now this is my time and it just started like feeling really good and then I found like I was feeling better in general like yeah of course I couldn't fall asleep until 11 o'clock or midnight <laughs> Alex is well aware of like the sleeping I have because of my little people um but it was like you know I still felt better than I did not going and the feeling better was like weighing or outweighing that I'm gonna look better by this point. Right. Cause. And it probably made a difference too. like what, like deciding to do something for you as a, like a, a newer mother, mm -hmm. I think is really important. But then the, what you decide to do, because you could, you could have just as easily gone back to spin class and, you know, heard people go on and on about beach bodies, but CrossFit is that it's kind of like it, it sort of fell into place for you. And it just yeah. so happened that like CrossFit communities generally, like you said, are not super focused on physical appearance or progress. It's much more on you know, what you're doing, uh, how you're progressing and the, the physicality of it, the physical progress tends to take care of itself over yeah. time. And I don't know if you've ever seen like people who come into CrossFit gyms and are really obsessed with like toning up or changing their body or like that's their focus. Like it's, it doesn't fit. Like it's, those people are the, are the outliers in CrossFit mm -hmm. gyms and hopefully they stick around long enough to have, to kind of fix their perspective on oh. exercise and why they're there to do it. But I think that it's for you, it sounds like that specific thing was just a really positive, like mental shift uh, for you. Well, I'm having, I think I remember saying when I started going, because I was going for a month, month and a half again. And then my husband, I was like, kept saying to Keith, I was like, oh, you'll enjoy this. I think you'd really like CrossFit. And I know he had kind of thought about it, but he's like super busy all the time too, has a full-time job and he's got another job on the side. Like he does horseshoeing he's a farrier mm. well and so that's a very physically demanding job and he's tired and often like in the spring summer fall because of where we live in the seasons that's the heavy season for him um 
he is like do hours of that in a day. So like physically he was active, but like not exercise per se. And he got into running for a while too, but it was like, you know, not like he loved it. And he's had some knee surgeries and stuff the same way. So he decided to start going as well to CrossFit and he was like enjoying that and why he liked it. Cause he never could be like a gym bro, like go and like, I'm going to work biceps today and do like, he just thought that was always lame. And he's a former, like had been a, like a high level athlete in high school and has always maintained, like he continues as a, he's a rodeo athlete, I guess now. And so he's always kind of kept a competitive thing going, but it was like, no, I don't want to go and do that. Like pumping. I have no desire. And it was like the CrossFit, you know, it's not about that. You're like yeah, doing skill, functional. building skills and getting functional and getting stronger and getting fitter. And it's hard. And if you like something that's a challenge, like, so yeah, he started going too. And it was just like part of, he'd go first thing in the morning and I was going in the evenings. And, you know, when I was, the next thing you know, it's like, oh, we're like the worst CrossFit people. Cause now we have each other to talk with it about, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> can't stop talking about it and like you know but it was um that kind of really helped too because then it became like a like a priority for both of us and to make sure that each other got to do that and when things locked down in march here and they closed the gyms and closed whatever luckily our gym decided to still post like a daily wad or whatever for people to do at home and at that time we had very little for equipment so it was largely body weight and I think we had a couple of dumbbells maybe but that was kind of what they programmed for us and and I was you know went back I was working full-time again but online at home and but we'd make a point of like still getting those in every single day five or six days a week getting those little workouts in and they did outdoor stuff and we were going and and then eventually it all like morphed into like me getting one of the guys who coached at the gym to like start programming for me because there really wasn't a, the gym didn't open the way it was before. Like it wasn't, so I wasn't getting enough and I wanted to get better. And I was so brutal at so many things like a burpee was killing me when I started and now I could do a few burpees and everything was bad. Like (laughs) I couldn't do anything. And like, I remember them asking me, even when I started at CrossFit, like, what's your goal? Like, what is something you want to be able to do? And I was like, a pull up. It's a good one. Yeah. And they were, I'm like, I've never been able to do a pull up. And it was like, Oh, you'll get there. I'm like, Oh no, no, that's like an impossible goal. Like, I I don't think so. Like I've always had big legs and a big butt. Like I'm too heavy on the bottom. Oh, and then remember the coach kind of chuckling. Oh, you'll, if you stick with it, you'll get it. So I had like some of those goals still that I hadn't achieved. And because we had become so into CrossFit and the functional fitness thing and had just started like spending money on building a gym and we have the space to do it in our house and we built up the floor so we could, and got a bar and he, I have a handy husband who welded a rig and we have all like built all, kept just adding on to that. So based on what I had, I got programming with the coach that I had until he was unable to continue. And then now I'm with Tom and doing things that are cool. Yeah. Or thought I was physically capable of doing. So I think you signed up for tactic when you were getting programmed by 
the coach like one-on-one it was yeah. during COVID. Cause I remember when you had signed up, I think you had had, co- you were just come out of quarantine. Actually, I was still in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Having COVID. <laughs> yeah. One of your kids was with you. You both had COVID and then was it and Keith my- and your other kid weren't, were fine. Yeah. And they went to a different location so that they could get out of isolation before the new year because they were negative and stayed negative. So back then it was like the 14 days for the positive people. And then the 14 days for the negative people started. Yeah. So it was an awful. Yeah. The negative people got the shit into the stick there. Yeah. They definitely were in like a bad deal there. And so it was a long haul, but I was like at home scrolling Instagram because what else do you do <laughs> are stuck in quarantine? And I would just be like scrolling and, you know, the algorithms start showing more of these things. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I start following because I really, although I'm terrible at it still, I really love Olympic weightlifting. And I'm like, I've been like, I wish I would have found this and known about this when I quit figure skating. Like, I like it. It's technical. It's individual. There's like, you know skill building I so I was like watching lots of Olympic weightlifting videos and following these people and then crossfitters and different stuff and then of course your stuff started showing up and I was like I like this messaging and it's not like lose this much weight in this much time and do this that and the other thing but I was a little leery because I had kind of thrown in the towel with diet like I had just kind of decided well I'm physically pretty fit now at this point fitter than a lot of people but I'm kind of a little fluffy and that's okay because I'm fit but I wasn't like okay with it really but it was just like I kind of resigned myself to like this is as good as it's gonna get Quinn you're like 34 or 5 years old right like but um I, uh, the people who are like 40 or 50 and 60 are sitting here being like, screw you, Quinn. <laughs> They're like 34, 35. Life's over. Life's over. Put but, me in the ground. But I was just like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, you're a mom now. It's okay. Moms can, you know, like, it's okay. You can be, it's not like, you know, being perfect isn't everything. And who says what perfect is, right? Like, and, I, uh, but then I kept seeing your stuff and I was like, I like this. And then I think I DM'd on Instagram and I was like, Hey, this is my deal. But do you take people like me? Because I wasn't an at like an elite athlete or like yeah. somebody who is good at stuff. Cause yeah, I would have gone back to a few classes at my CrossFit gym and was starting to RX things, but I wasn't. Like, I'm not this, like, amazing athlete who's going to go to the CrossFit Games, and nor will I probably ever. But, so it was, like, message, and then you were like, absolutely, we take people like you. And I was like, okay. And then I was a little, like, leery about the macro counting because I was like, ah. But then I was like, okay, just, I'm going to do it. Like, and I looked at, the, I was a little, like, leery because it's, like, not cheap and, you know, but I was like, you know, well, if it works... It's worth it. And initially I was like, oh, if I do two or three months, I'll be good. What was your, at the time, what was your definition of like, when you say it works, what was that for you? Not being chubby anymore. Like I wanted to like be leaner and fit smaller and, you know, you know, have some muscle definition and stuff like. Kind of like see, like see your efforts in the gym. Yeah, like I'm working hard gotten to being able to do some things now but nobody would know yeah 
yeah. perfect. Like, you know, I'm fitter than a lot of my friends or I'd go to like, there was, uh, I still went to a, um, leading up to that, I had gone to a couple of weeks, days a week with the CrossFit gym here. They had cohort of the classes. So I went to two classes a week and I was like finishing the workouts first, RXing. And I was like, I'm the fittest person in the class, but I'm the fattest person here. And it's sad that that's like what I think, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, about that because, you know, but it was like, I don't like this. This isn't who, what I want to be. <laughs> like, I, and I want to just have results that are um, visible to people, yeah. even though I doing things for other people but at the same time I was like thinking these things well it's, right? it's you too it's like it's your identity and you're doing CrossFit and training hard because it's it's who you are as a person and it makes you feel good and to w- be able to wear that is certainly part of of you know the reason that was like my kind of thinking at that time and I was you know it wasn't all about like I want to feel good. like I thought I felt pretty good yeah but you know I was used to like being tired but I was like, I have little kids and I don't sleep. So all those, right. But it was like, my goals were more probably still more like aesthetic at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then when I was, I, I kind of thought oh, I'll do a little bit of this and see how it goes and I might succeed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for a change, right. Or whole, you know, if this, if this is all, you know, something I can maintain. Yeah. Because I was working full time by this point and it was with the two little kids and all that. So that was like my thinking with it. And, but, so when I got my partner, like a partner with Alex and then she sent me the plan and I was like, okay. And then I'm reading through it. And of course, like I like read things. Then I remember when Keith started with you, like the year next year. He made me read his plan and tell him the like Cole's note version because that's you know that's he he's not a reader but I like went yeah. read through all the stuff and then I was like oh I'm like that's pretty good like I that's more calories than I would have thought I'd get I'm doing I'm if I'm doing this for weight loss right like or leaning out and and I remember like the first few days and I was like eating this and course I my husband's been through with me for a long time and he you know and was like saw diets and how diets are or what we thought and then he was like are you I thought you were trying to lose weight because I was eating so much yeah because I'd have a snack at night and then I'd have another one maybe because I was like oh crap I didn't eat enough protein because that was always like the hard one at the start right and so I'd be like eating like turkey breasts because I <laughs> Right, I'd be like so savage. Right, because you're like, I haven't hit my protein, right? And so I was doing all this, and then it's kind of washing, and then all of a sudden the weight started coming off, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, well, probably planning for a half pound to a pound a week, but there was weeks where I wouldn't lose any, but I'd lose it. You know, I'd measure myself and I'd lost something. Then the next week I'd be like three or four pounds, and then next week it'd be one. Like it was kind of just like a steady decrease, and within a couple of months people started comment like noticing, like oh. You're looking whatever, which people make comments about how physical appearance, but, and I try to just like not take that too seriously, but it does, you know, because of my history still felt good. Um, when we intake a client, we have you fill out a, like a pretty extensive intake form. So we kind of know some of your history. 
course, you can only get so much out of like a form. So getting to know you, I learned like where you are coming from. But what was great, and I think this is a really good predictor of success on this program, and I call it a program even though it's so personalized, is the trust. Like you signed up and it was like immediately like I trust you to get me where I, like you trusted the program. Like hearing you say like, oh, this is more calories than I thought I would be eating. You know, we get a lot of people who come and they say, well, this is too much. But with you, it was like, I'm just going to try it and see how it goes. And and sure enough, like, it, I, w- I don't want to say clockwork because weight goes up and down, but it, it was like clockwork. It was very consistent. You hit your macros. The days that you didn't hit your macros, you were communicative. We worked through sticking points. And I think through all that, you were so focused on the process, like day, day to day getting in the workouts when you could. Um, like you were working out. And this, again, like a lot of our – newer moms or moms in general or people who live busy lives they struggle to prioritize themselves um and it's not going to be perfect like you were working out sometimes at 9 9 p.m we have moms who work out at 4 30 in the morning and sometimes that's what it takes there's this i think for you 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 were getting the nutrition down and like even throughout that you kept saying like you know this stuff about like i'm not restricting and it was I think to learn that it's you can have success without this restriction or this dieting mentality, it requires you to do it and see the progress. Yeah, but you like punish yourself. Like diets are like a punishment. It's like I was bad, I ate poorly, I didn't exercise, I got I got chubby. Now I'm gonna punish myself and diet, yeah. right? And that's like sort of how it is and that definitely was like me but then you're like punishing yourself and then you're miserable and then you end up punishing all the people around you too because oh, they're yeah. having to deal with your like angry <laughs> resentment of their eating normal foods or whatever while you're on a diet and then you end up you know and mad because they cause you to fail because you had to have a family function yeah all these good foods and whatever right like there is an idea didn't have to do that like I was able to like work around it and I would be like okay I might be off for a few days here because oh it's my husband and then my son's birthday right beside each other and I should have some cake with it you know because I enjoy it or it's a social thing and that's okay and if I don't lose as much weight this week or don't lose any it's not the end of the world it's going to come and it was like if I just like the process. And I think it's taken years of not being happy with doing the process and being so impatient and always wanting like immediate results. And that's with like many things. That's not just with like my, um, with dieting. It's like with lots of stuff in our lives, we're like, no, putting in the time and, and how like consistency pays off when you're young, you have a harder time like seeing that. And I feel like as I've gotten older, like consistency pays off, diligence pays off, not, you know, if you just expect things to happen, it won't. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember with you. So the big thing for you was sleep. And I want to point this out because it is a problem for a lot of people with and without kids, specifically people with younger kids. Like I think your kids are probably the worst sleepers of all of the parents with kids (laughs) I've worked with. And you never really use that as an excuse. Like you would share it, but it was never like, oh, I didn't sleep well, so I couldn't work out. And I think that's important. Um, you, you took control over what you could take control over. So it wasn't like, well, I'm not sleeping, so I'm going to not pay attention to my nutrition or not yeah. work out. And like one way to really 
you know, we get this question a lot, like, okay, well, if I'm not sleeping, should I not work out? What should I prioritize? And I think if you're chronically underslept, if you can't do anything about that, like working out can be a great way to kind of counteract what the negative effects of lack of sleep can be. And you did a really good job of just like getting what you could in on a day. And then I just remember like you would send me videos, like, look what I've done today. And it was like, I did three pull-ups. And then I, I think it was probably a few months ago. I don't, you, you sent me a video of you doing, I think what, 14 Mm -hmm. in a row. And then recently you sent me one of doing a weighted pull-up. Yeah. And you are still working with Tom, who's our programmer, um, because you had to switch coaches because your coach, I guess, I think transitioned careers. Um, so you had to find a new coach and you signed up with Tom and that seems to be going really well. And you're very much like you follow the program, which leads, tends to lead to success. But, um, I think, yeah, the, the big points for, for me from working with you is you were very communicative and that helps with, and that kind of goes to what you were saying about, mm-hmm. you know, some days it's for some, they, there's this saying in nutrition where, you know, progress for some people is eating the cake progress for mm-hmm. other people is not eating the cake, but there's this in between where for some people it's not eating the cake one day, but eating the cake another day. It, it's so bad. And, and having a coach sometimes can be helpful to say like, okay, for this, for this event, like what's success look like for you? And you might be able to say, I don't want to have dessert. I want to not drink or something like that. But for other days, it's, it's the coach saying, you know what? It's your husband's birthday. It's a, you know, it's a day that you like to celebrate or your kid's birthday, have the cake and that's okay. And so there's always this like pushing of the balance and there's different variations of flexibility and it doesn't have to just be one thing for one client. It's, it's an evolution, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay to like, I think learning how to have moderation for me in all things has really been helpful. Like, you know, it's okay to not be perfect with this because me having a few off days here and there, which of course it's been July and we've been camping. We do. So I've had more off days this month and I'm okay with that because I do what I can when I can. And then when I'm back to like a consistency, cause I'm on holidays right now. And oh, I go back to my normal life in the fall, I'll be like way more capable or I'm like, I know that I'm not going to mess, mess up. Yeah. And that's, that's part of what good nutrition is. It's knowing like you can be a little bit more flexible in certain times of the year. And then you, you know, you have the tools to mm-hmm. kind of recalibrate. I'm going to use that word, even though it may not be the best once you're back into your routine. Yeah. And I like, I'm somebody who can like kind of roll with the punches, but then I do like most people thrive in some level of routine and having like consistency and all those things. So it's like, yeah, it's not my normal routine right now. It's July and I'm a little off and we've been doing these things and I, but you know what, there are things I can still have some control over so I had Tom still program me workouts for when we were camping because he was like well you could just take the week off that's fine but I was like no I still like the routine of having something yes it might be 20 minutes yeah not an hour hour and a half but it's like it might be 20 minutes of something a dirty metcon or something and then I'm on with my day yeah right and I just feel better doing that and Keith too like it's just we like that's been a part of become such a part of our routine and I have control of that. And there is times maybe where I won't be able to go if we go away or do something that the workouts might not happen. But you know, I've learned one thing is you don't need a lot to Mm -hmm. like really wreck yourself 
you know, good workout either. Right. Like, and I enjoy that. It feels good. And consistency has been like the biggest, um, contributor, I think for my success. Yeah. Plugging away like every day, like we teach that with kids in sports. I taught that and when I as a music as a person I did music my whole life as well. And I've been a music teacher. It's like just practice if you practice a little bit every day. Yep. It's right. It's You'll powerful. Get but you have it takes sometimes a long time, even if you teach it, to like really put that into practice. And I think like maturity has helped me with that. Although I was like highly coached as a child between, you know, music and skating and all those things. I didn't always like do that yeah <laughs> so i have um three more pointed questions before we finish up um the first is are you still do you still use tracking as a tool yes you do and is it is it less so than when you were working with me do you use it intermittently are you a little bit more flexible like how do you use it and it's different for everybody but that's a, a question we get how long do you track for and i think it's so dependent on the person I log in every single day to my fitness pal still. I put stuff in. But sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm going over for supper and I don't put the meal in. Okay, cool. Sometimes I will still work around it and, like, make it fit into my day. And other days I'm like, ah, I'm not going to bother. Yep. Right? I, I find, like, just the act of, like, going in and being, like, it's like an accountability to myself. But it's like, wouldn't be the end of the world if I didn't. Yeah. That's a pretty um, healthy approach, I think, to, to that. Like I, I kind of look at it as more making sure I get enough of what I need because when, you know, I started eating more for performance and stuff and we increased, like, of course my protein was hard at the beginning to hit. Now I have no issues. Actually, most of the time I'm like, I don't, I like, don't even have protein powders a lot of the days mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah. because I like, egg, like egg whites and I, whatever. So I do, but then, um, you know, but getting enough carb and fuel into my system, sometimes I want to make sure that I'm getting that in and because I want to still be able to achieve goals that I'm working towards with my ability like physical abilities and then um and that's more my reasoning behind it I probably still have a little bit of like a controlling thing with it just because of my history like I just it's more of like a I just want to make sure I'm okay and it's comfort for me I find comfort in the knowing of things so I can you know so if I know I can be prepared or whatever versus like just throwing it like you know I I prefer to have like a no a knowledge of stuff and yeah kind of get wrapped around it and that's more of how I look at it and there are days where they're off you know like I eat too much fat or I did whatever but it's okay yep then there's days like yesterday was like I, my family's beef producers and it's like, I ate a T-bone steak, but it fit into my macros Yeah, and it was one, right? Like a lot of people sometimes poo poo macros and using them long-term as a tool. But, um, the way that you describe it, it's no different than having like, um, are you about to sneeze? Um, using like keep people keep track of their finances and stuff and, Uh and making sure, you know, you're, you have a budget. And I think, Yes, you can go into extreme ends with macro tracking, but that yeah. doesn't sound like you're there. And I think is you know you don't necessarily need to 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 go tr- transition off tracking. You can use it as a tool, but it's it's really for some people can be a point where it's like okay, it's a it's a budget. It's like what mm-hmm. can I do? And it allows for flexibility and it allows you to have comfort and and that sort of thing. So that's that's good. 
Um, and it's similar to the way my mom uses tracking as well and the way yeah. we use it. Um, my other questions, and we can kind of put, push these together, but if you could provide one piece of advice to your younger self and to people who may be in the shoes that you were in, in your like twenties or even late teens, like what kind of advice, if you could sum it up in a few sentences, would you, would you give to somebody that nobody or you're else, yourself? I was like that nobody really cares about you. <laughs> like, like what you think that they're thinking about you and judging you for they really don't. And the people that are going to say comments, it's like they might, you, they probably would say it to anyone. Like, it's not like just, just you, like, right. It's like, they're kind of those kind of bold people. Right. But it's like, people really don't care. That's true. And it's like, as much as that sounds bad, it's actually really powerful. Mm -hmm. Like it really is. It's like having to understand that they really don't genuinely care. Like I spent my entire life not wearing shorts because I thought I had fat legs with, and I was like, and people are going to think, Oh my gosh, look at her like thunder thighs and cellulite. Right. And be feel uncomfortable about that. And it was like, last year I went and bought shorts. I think I told you, I was like, I like I bought shorts that didn't go to my knees. <laughs> right. And it was like a big deal. Cause I just kind of realization. I was like, well, you know what? I still have cellulite. But people could see what I'm doing in the gym and know that it's not from like lack of effort. Yeah. Like whatever. But that is what I, that's like my genetics and the way I am. And it's normal. And there's a lot of people like that. And it's okay. And who cares? Yeah. No one actually cares. I think that goes back <laughs> yeah. to the original point. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> but like, they we do care. They do care. But I think they do care about like, the success that they see in the gym, like you PR yeah. the workout, you got a pull up, you PR'd your snatch, something like that. Like that's what people actually do care about. I think yeah. people think they have this perception of people that they're like negative or they're only seeing the negative because that's maybe yeah. what you see in yourself. But really like that. people are, most people, I will say there are definitely, you know, the odd assholes, assholes. We've talked about them before, but most people are there to support. Most yes. people want to see you thrive and su have success. And, and I think it's, it's easy to forget about that and listen to that little voice in the back of your head. That's like, <laughs> you know, you got this wrong with you and this wrong with you and this wrong with you. And it, that's yeah. just not, those things aren't important. Well, you know, and, and like moms, of course, like, you know, they're all like, Oh, I got this pooch and I can't get rid of this. And now I got whatever in your life. Who cares? Yeah. I know you do. I, and I'm not undermining that the fact that they do care like personally, cause that's like, I don't like this about myself. It bothers me because I've had lots of, them, but really it's like not as bad as you think. <laughs> right. And it's like, I wear a two piece swimsuit now and I'm like, I have stretch marks. You can see them all over my hips and lower abdominal muscles or lower abs. And I'm like, really truthfully, who cares? It's your body. And like, you're it, not your it, body. No. And we have like a lot of like, you know, we value like your size and your like number on the scale is like all of us. And when we're very young, some of us start attributing like, or like saying that match that that is your value. Like the lighter you are or the more musk or the more like lean you are, the greater value you hold as a person. And that is really messed up thinking. And we have like a lot of 
you know, people were really work. you know, a lot of people are really working to like get rid of that, but it's hard to break those thoughts. Yeah. You just ended on break. It's really hard to break those thought patterns. And I think that's definitely true, but, um, being aware that they're not, they don't provide any value is really powerful. Yeah. So I love that advice. Um, yeah, that, I think that brings us about just to over an hour and, and I could probably stay and talk to you for like forever. I mean, <laughs> you, I think, I think that based on the people I've, I work with and we work with that this is, this story is very, very relatable. I mean, there's variations within stories, but I think a lot of people have had a similar experience with nutrition and fitness and, and even for the people who are still in it and trying to like break free from some of that stuff this can be inspiring. Um, so thanks so much for coming on and sharing. And, and I, I'm, I'm always interested in seeing the success that you're continuing to have and sharing your, your Saskatchewan sun sunsets and sunrises. Uh And I don't know, it's just, it's been great getting to know you. And I really wanted to share, to share you as a person and your experience with, with our listeners. So thanks again. Well, I hope I can provide some value to it. And I like, I just, I know I think I gush about you guys a little bit and like thank you so much for what you did for me because it's like a freedom I feel a freedom around food that I didn't have and I never had really since I was a small child and the macros was a tool like and I still use them like you said but it's like I feel I'm like thankful that I was able to find you. Like it's like either the, the God moment or the algorithm or whatever that I <laughs> you and then was just like, I'm bored enough at home and not going to sit on my hands and just mess, reach out to be like, Hey, do you take like a chubby mom? Yeah. Who's kind of into fitness, but whatever. Cause I'm not an elite athlete. Um, but, and it was like, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was like very much a like life changing moment in like this aspect of my life. Right. And it's when you've mess had as, you know, a long and arduous relationship with food, as many as of, of us have had over our year lives, um, having like a moment where you, and finding something that works, which I think what you do works and it worked for me, but it was a big part. It was just buying in. Yeah. Yeah. Process and knowing like, I'm like, well, obviously this person knows what they're doing. Like into the CrossFit games, you've never (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, they, you know, you know, even I go back to looks, but I'm like, and they look like that, you know, they're muscular and fit and strong. Like there has to be something to this. And it's, I, I feel like that trust, as you said earlier and yeah. And there's some, so like eternally grateful for your support. Yeah, we're, I mean, I'm so glad we we met and I'm, we are more grateful than you will ever know to have been part of your story and your life. And uh, honestly, like I, I'm just, again, so thankful that you came on here and told your story and are still a part of our lives and, and a supporter of tactics. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll keep in touch. And if there's any updates, we'll we'll maybe do another progress we've posted about you before, but we might, you know, do it again on Instagram because you're, you're a cool person and I think you're very relatable. So, well, I was like telling somebody about, we talked about like when I started and I couldn't do a full push up, even when I started CrossFit. And then the other day I did a, Tom had me do a workout with a two inch deficit or kipping handstand push ups, and it worked out to being like, 
48 yeah. push-ups with a two-inch deficit. And I, like, and I couldn't do an actual push-up. They either had to like elevate or <laughs> or off my knees, and it was still terrible. Right? Yeah, every, everyone starts somewhere. Start, and it's not like I have any advantage physically to you, anyone else. It's just yep. putting in the time and the effort, and I enjoy it. Doesn't mean you other people can't do other things. Get moving, be active, lift heavy stuff. Like it's it's fun. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Cool. Well, um, yeah. Have a have a great day and, and we'll we'll be in touch. 